Welcome to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast with one simple vision, build up, become strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. This is John Ackerman with me as always, Tom Edwards and Mike Lara. And if you've been tracking with us for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about as we're entering into 2020, some of the goals that we have and then realizing that goals may not always be setting ourselves up for success. So we were talking about some of the habits that we wanted to develop as we head into the not only this next year, but this next season of life, this next phase of life, um, just becoming more of the people that we want to be rather than just you know fixating purely on a number or an object or an outcome and uh I don't know. It's it's been a really encouraging and also challenging series of conversations just for me personally as I'm trying to transition my mindset from these are specific tangible things I want to accomplish to this is just the way that I want to start to live. Um, because I've realized I'm way more of a box checker and list cross offer yeah. than I realized. I really like making lists so I can cross things off. It feels off. so good. It really does. It's kind of cathartic. Um, and I blame my occupation. I mean, there's just, you know, as a teacher, there's lots of things that you need to make sure you're doing in the day-to-day, which isn't any different from anybody else. But I, I don't know, for like 16 years of professional life now, I've been making lists that just never seem to end. And yep. Grade this quiz, make this quiz, write this. Nope, nope. All right, they keep getting longer. All right, never mind, scratch that. <laughs> um, but one of the things that we've been realizing over the last couple of weeks as we've talked and over the last couple of months as we've lived is we really want to get better at rest. Yeah. That it's becoming cliche to say, but I mean, we're all just so busy. And more often than not, we like being busy. Mm. I mean, we, we sometimes brag about our busyness. Yeah. Even in the midst of our fatigue, I couldn't possibly do one more thing. We're happy to tell you about all of the things that we've been doing, right? There's, there's a sense of pride that comes from looking at, you know, the Google calendar and the umpteen different things that are on it and being able to say, if nothing else, I survived. Oh yeah. Right. And maybe I can squeeze one more thing in and it feels like that's rewarded, Mm -hmm. right? That that's, that's encouraged, that's applauded, that the busier you are. I mean, you must be doing something good. And it's felt very counterintuitive over these last few months as we've tried to step into a rhythm of rest, not just as a goal, but as a lifestyle, as a habit. And so we're hoping to spend this particular episode talking about all the ways that we've not yet figured this out (laughs) and all the ways that we're not resting. Um, But maybe just, if nothing else, as a marker for us to look back on you know, a few months from now, six months from now, a year from now, 10 years from now, as a way to look at maybe this is when the shift occurred. Right. And maybe this is when we were able to start living differently in a way that is sustainable, that's, I don't know, rejuvenating, Yeah. that just seems to offer something more than what we've had so far. So that feels like enough of an introduction. And we don't necessarily have a direction for this because, again, we haven't figured it out. So if you're tuning in hoping for the seven tips, we don't have them. <laughs> um, so this is just more of a where we are and what we're hoping to find. So guys, where are you? I think for me, this falls under that category and maybe we age ourselves a little bit here um, or I age myself, I'll say. Um, <laughs> but it feels like 
I'm at the stage of now I know, and knowing is half the battle. Uh-huh. Oh, there you go. You know? Um, thank you. Uh-huh. I don't feel so old. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah because it, it honestly, it's been hard to actually implement and do. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's an understanding that this is something that would be really good for us if we can figure out how to make it mm-hmm. a part of our rhythm, a part of the habit of how we um, how we do life. And, and so there have been weeks that we've been great at it and they have been far fewer in number than weeks that, um, you know, it just has not gone well or um, we still just succumb to this idea of needing to get things done or hurry or um, whatever that might be. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's, it's at that place where we're thinking about it at least. And I yeah. do honestly, you know, GI Joe jokes aside, I, <laughs> I do feel like that is a big part of it, of, of just acknowledging that this is important yeah. and it, it is worth trying to do right. Mm. Even though like so much other uh, soul care or self care uh, stuff that's out there, um, you know, it, it feels really selfish mm-hmm. um and like a waste of time uh honestly to try and do it yeah and i think that's that's the biggest thing is is defining that first right like what is it as as a waste of time is it you know right. am i am i using my time wisely janelle and i raised completely different so the moment i heard sabbath i thought oh man like we're like shutting the power down in our house and yeah. we're just gonna you know uh, read the word and, you know, it's just going to be completely, you know, at a, at a monastery. Like, I guess, that you know, like, a, you know, like we're just going to be locked into a room. Yeah. It's just going to be us by ourselves, just doing our own thing. And, and, um, I think that was, the, that was the thing that her and I needed to come to the table first, because like most of the things that I do, it's the point of us doing this is not only for myself, but for my kids. Right. And so yeah. we wanted to bring the family into this. We wanted to make sure that we were doing this as, as a group. And, um, again, with, with how I do most things, went out and started doing research, started pulling all these, you know, different tools together mm-hmm. to try to figure out, Hey, how do other people do it? Right. Cause yeah. there's other people that are doing this successfully and, and I wanted to know more. And I think that was, that was the first step was defining it for us. Um, I think beyond that, we've still trying to implement it. <laughs> We're still trying to figure out how it looks for us. Um, but we have taken a couple key elements that I think that have helped us especially together as a family, kind of identify like what are we trying to get out of it? And and the first thing that I think really kind of helped me rearrange my perspective was hearing um, somebody define rest day as a holy day or as a holiday mm-hmm. and really treating rest as uh, as a holiday and so and our day so we 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 celebrate sabbath saturday night and and all day sunday and so when we think about when we think about that we we start off the day and and in my mind i started thinking about christmas and easter and thanksgiving and all these fourth of july and all these like kind of like celebrate like tory events in my life that i was like that's what our sabbath should look like it's supposed to be a a celebration of all we've done and all we've accomplished this this week and then stopping and recognizing like god in these in these moments yeah and i think that's been just so so much i guess helpful mm-hmm. in defining what the rest of the day looks like right and so just just throwing it out there you know we've 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 again taken things from other people i was gonna say steal but we borrowed and <laughs> made them our own right. um but one of the things we do is uh we kick off sabbath saturday night with a dinner 
mm-hmm. right? We, we 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 get the boys together. We light a candle. We sing a song. We eat some. We we eat dinner, and uh, we hang out. And at the end of that, the big the big thing that they look forward to is we do a over the top dessert for for that day. And nice. like we've done uh, one of those huge giant chocolate chip cookies with with ice cream on top. And we've instead of like dishing out plates to everybody, we just all hand out like a spoon to each other, and we all just talk. Nice. And we just sit down. Everything like. Everything's shut down. We're just sitting there and having a conversation with each other like, oh, man, I really like this. Oh, this is good, Dad. Oh, you know, maybe next time we could do this. And it just starts to open up the conversation to to more things. And yeah. so that's the kickoff for us. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you guys have a way to, like, signify the start of Sabbath because I think that's kind of key to really kind of say, hey, to put yourself in that in that, in that that moment, right? You, you, go to, yeah. you go to a basketball game, volleyball game, football game, put your jersey on, right? It's time. Yeah. It's game time. So I don't know. Do you guys have something like that to where you guys are like, hey, this is this is the start of our Sabbath and, and we're in it now? I mean, even something as simple as lighting a candle. Yeah, we've done the candle and, and the, the worship. Uh, as well yeah uh, just i think you know part of the especially with the kids and trying to teach the kids mm-hmm. about what this means and figure it out for ourselves um is how do we make this distinct mm-hmm. from our week you know like you said how do we show that we uh are making a shift into this sabbath this rest mode that's different from the way that we operate because like you said um you know growing up catholic i kind of had the same thought like oh sabbath means like we are not doing anything yeah yeah. um i actually when we first introduced it to the kids i made the mistake of telling them like we weren't gonna have technology all day yeah yeah. it was like (laughs) you know oh my gosh it was horrible um you know so i had to walk that back (laughs) um you know but how do we to me, it's more like how do we get into that shifted frame of mind mm-hmm. yeah. or really frame of heart of yeah. this is what we are doing on this day that is different yeah. from everything else. And sure, it means you know needing to figure out how the day doesn't just get absorbed with you know housework and and that kind yeah. of stuff and and whatever. Um, but it's you know how do we get into that celebratory yeah we're going to enjoy the time that we've been given Mm -hmm. and reflect on the week look forward to what's coming next week all that kind of stuff how do we still um you know do social engagement right right you know because we've we've done dinners with friends yeah uh, on our sabbath and you know how do we still engage in Mm -hmm. that way that's different from uh you know everything else that we've been doing yeah John, you mentioned earlier checking off list is is going into Sabbath something that you've I mean, I don't know if you've carried that list checking into Sabbath because I know that's gotta be kinda hard too, right? Like, hey, these are all the things that I want to get done on my Sabbath. Right. I mean, how how do you get in the mindset or how do you move into that mode of Sabbath? Honestly, we have not done this well yet. Um, I think we've only managed to pull off an actual Sabbath twice in the last three months. Mm-hmm. Um and some of what I've realized was and I I'll preface it with, I certainly have a penchant for overcomplicating things sometimes. (laughs) Um, But one of the things that I was realizing was I have to differentiate between rest and Sabbath. Oh, yeah. um, Because they're not necessarily the same thing for me. Right. Um, That there are times where my body just needs rest or my mind just needs rest or I'm so emotionally drained that I really do just need to like sit on the couch and, you know, Brooke and I watch a movie or something and just decompress yep that's not sabbath yeah but there's also nothing wrong with giving yourself permission to rest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 
And so one of the challenges that we've had with Sabbath, as we've learned more about it too, is, you know, it, and again, given our backgrounds as well, I mean, Brooke grew up Catholic. I grew up more or less not really going to church and Sundays were just fun days anyway. So I was maybe actually closer to it than I thought when I was a kid. <laughs> um, you know, there was sort of this like obligatory religious sentiment that I felt like Sabbath had to have. Yeah. Of, you know, like you said, cut the electronics, cut the power yeah. and just read the Bible all day. And as we were learning more about this, um, you know, came across some great resources and we can tag them someplace or mention them as we talk about it. But, you know, one of them was this book by a guy named Dan Allender who was saying, you know, just, I mean, completely reframing the concept of Sabbath. And he said, you know, if you were to sum it up like this, you know, think about it this way. What would I do for a 24 hour period of time if the only criteria was to pursue my deepest joy? Mm -hmm. And that just, I mean, that, that completely rattled any attempts that i was trying to make of this needs to be an overtly religious celebration mm -hmm. yep. and instead began to shift it to you know a recognition of all right so like again we more than anything else we just we want to walk with god yeah right that, that's become really the sole focus of our life and so as we try to figure out what it looks like to walk with god and we look back and realized all right day seven god rested what does that mean it's not like god was tired mm -hmm. right like god doesn't suffer from fatigue yeah so it wasn't like he needed to stop working to recharge. And so as we've looked into what this meant, it meant that on this day he celebrated. Yeah. Right. He rejoiced in all that he created, all these things that were good. He delighted in it. There was an emphasis on joy and delight. And we, honestly, Mike, you're, to get back to your question, you know, I've really struggled to remind myself of things that bring me joy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i'm such a box checker and a list crosser offer there are always so many things that feel like they need to be done yep that i've just begun to derive enjoyment from getting things done mm -hmm. and it doesn't actually bring me joy it just brings a sense of accomplishment which again is yeah. not a bad thing but as i'm trying to dedicate a day to essentially play right and yeah. joy and delight I've kind of had to come to terms with the fact that I've been an adult since like I was nine basically and has always <laughs> have always wanted to grow up. Yeah. And I've forgotten how to play. Yeah. And I've lost track of the things that bring me joy. Yeah. And I'm having to rediscover it and it's hard because I don't know now as a 37 year old man, like what, what does bring me joy? Right. It's not vacuuming. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so, the, and, and not only that, but not only defining what brings yourself joy, but you're kind of doing this as a team, right? So yeah. you and Brooke are doing this together and, and like, I'll, I'll say it up front. There's some things that Janelle likes to do that I, I don't like to do. And I'm sure like me building Lego sets, she does not like to do that. Right. right? So there's, there's certain things that I think that that's the hard part too, is not only what brings ourselves joy, but what brings ourselves as a team, as a family, as a as a unit yeah. um, um, joy too. And I'm sure that's got to be, it's almost like we're trying to go over two hurdles, right? Because if, right. if it was myself on a, on a single day to do whatever, you know, brought me joy in 24 hours is not the same <laughs> as yeah, what right. as what the rest of my family does for right. 24 hours. Right. So I don't know if you guys have had any struggle with that or uh, defining that as a, as, a, as, as a couple, as a family. I, you know, I think the, um, for us, it's been trying to figure out, okay, what, you know, because it goes beyond just the two of us, right? Right. With the yeah. kids too. Like, how do we show the kids who are still in this 
age where they just play, you know, yeah. even Aiden comes home from school and he plays and goes outside for an hour and a half and, um, you know, and just has his time. So how do we engage in things that are playful and joy bringing yeah. mm-hmm. and still show them that it's different than what we normally do? Right. Um, and create the space for each other, mm-hmm. you know, because you you do need to allow Janelle to do the things that are going to bring her joy. And she needs to allow you to do the things that are going to bring you joy. And probably all of those things will not fit. In, yeah. You know, 12 hours that we have right. to be awake on our Sabbath. Right. Um, you know, and, and so there's, there's some figuring out about that. Is there overlap? Can we alternate not to schedule it and have things that we right. need to check off, but uh, you know, like how do we, and, and yeah. I, John, your point, I think of like, what is it? that yeah. brings me joy you know that is kind of like the first big stage i think of, of and maybe almost you need to have that space i think you were talking about uh when you guys went on vacation and, and you sat on the beach right mm-hmm. and you're like yeah the first couple of days were great and then like i needed to do something right but i feel like you almost need to have that space of like I am actually going to take rest right. yeah. and not do anything yeah. to figure out when I get bored, what do I want to engage right. in? Yeah. Well, you and know? I think this is part of the challenge as as we're trying to create a new lifestyle, right? Not just have the goal of checking a box of once every seven days, I, I, right. I did Sabbath, you know, whatever. But And again, I can certainly overcomplicate things, but I, I've had to come to terms with a lot of the things that this isn't, mm-hmm. right? This and there was a, again, speaking of resources, there's a guy up in Montana, Levi Lusco, who had a great message on this. Uh, there's another guy up in New York, John Tyson, that had another great message on this. Uh, but one of the things that I heard from this guy, Levi Lusco, was Sabbath is more than a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not less than a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this notion of if we try to cram all of the things that we're not doing in the other <laughs> six days right. into this one and have that meet all of our needs. Because again, let's face it, like crazy pace of life, we, we're not good at self-care, most of us, most of the time. Yeah. We run ourselves ragged, you know, we drive ourselves into the ground. And so if we're thinking that this one day mm-hmm. is going to be physically restorative, mentally rejuvenating, a wonderful family time, a great moment of intimacy with our spouse, and give me time to do all the fun things that I want to do that I don't normally give myself, like... No. <laughs> You're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Like, exactly. It's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. And so, it, again, it, it's lifestyle rather than goal. It's yeah. developing a habit of this has to be more than just a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it can't, like, in order to have it be that, it can't be less than a day. Right. Yeah. So there is an invitation to do something. Right. right. Try this on a weekly basis, but then it also has to be more. Mm-hmm. Because there has to, like, you have to build in rest as a separate category so that you're not trying to physically restore your body yeah. on the same day that you're trying to go do things that are joyful and celebratory. Right, and, right, yeah. Right? You, you know, you can't do a six hour nap. <laughs> and, like, it's just, these things are not necessarily, they're compatible, but they're, right. in some ways, they almost have to be mutually exclusive. Like, you have to rest physically you have to carve yeah. out time in your weekly schedule to not be driving 100 miles an hour yeah. right in right. order to then to catch up to catch you yeah. right yeah. to yeah. enter into yeah sort yeah. of a sabbath space where i mean there's this holy focus mm-hmm. on joy and play and delight like you can't do that if you're ragged yeah. right yeah. and that's why we've had such a hard time pulling it off more than 
two or three times in the last three months Mm -hmm. is we've gotten a lot better at rest. We've gotten a lot better at, you know, pulling the reins on our calendar. And it feels like we're now, we've got space of, we're resting better. And now we can meaningfully and intentionally Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now that we're not exhausted. Yeah. Right. Because 24 hours isn't enough to catch yeah. up. No. It's, yeah. it's not if you're if you're coming into it that way. Yeah. And the other thing I like about the the lifestyle piece is this then becomes applicable mm-hmm. and doable no matter what phase or stage of life you're in. Single, no. married, yeah. young kids, retired. There is something in this for everyone. Oh, yeah, Because sure. you're, you're establishing a rhythm in whatever your life is mm-hmm. and making that distinct set-aside holy day that's different from whatever your week looks yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and there are ways to do that for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we keep going back to is defining that Sunday, and, and you said it, was, you know, it has to be more than a day, too. And I also went back to thinking about and it's, I, I was looking at some of the text messages we've had going back and forth about mm-hmm. Sabbath in our, in our group. And I, I just thought this one was funny, but one of the ones I sent back to, to Tom, I think at one point was Sabbath takes work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it, for me, the hard part is preparing for Sabbath, yeah. right? Because yeah. if I really want to take a restful day, that means, Hey, I need to make sure that all the things that I usually do on a Sunday, which was like, you know, my, like my meal preps or my, you know, folding laundry and cleaning the whole house and doing all that stuff on a Sunday because I haven't done it during the rest of the week because I'm a hundred miles an hour the yeah. rest of the week yeah. that I haven't had time to catch up on all this other stuff it means I have to go back and reassess the rest of my week. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, wait a minute. How do I take this time? All right. You know, maybe I need to get off the, you know, the, you know, rewatching the office again on Netflix, <laughs> you know what I mean? Taking that off and going back and saying, all right, Hey, maybe I could go and, you know, start putting together the clothes or the laundry or taking, taking time, uh, during my week to prepare for Sabbath, right? And so it's one that's been one of the biggest hurdles for me is how do I get into that restful state? And mm-hmm. I love the way you said that, John. Right? It, you have to be, you have to start working at it. You have to start even resting <laughs> during the week in order to put yourself in that mode on on Sunday. Because I can tell you right now, I'm thinking about it today. We're going, we're actually going on a family hike as part of our Sabbath. We're going to go. It's freezing right now, but you know, we're, I'm hoping <laughs> right. it'll warm up a little bit. But in my mind, I'm already starting to like tick and it's not it's i know i need to push this away but i'm already starting to think like i'm i'm traveling next week for work like yeah are my clothes packed what do i need to get done but i'm like no i need to stop right and and and, and get into that in that mode so yeah well and i think that's one of the things that we've we've discovered as we try to do this more is it just it rubs up against a lot of places in us that either crave efficiency Uh uh-huh or or struggle with you know, Tom, you mentioned it right at the beginning. This feels selfish sometimes. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we work so hard to be selfless and take care of others, you know, whether it's family or just the other obligations that we have in our week or just, you know, the places where we just, we try to push through. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I'm fine. I'll get by on five hours sleep tonight. I can, I can get it done. Yeah. And then tomorrow you get, you know, six hours sleep and you're like, well, that was better than last (laughs) night. So (laughs) I should be able to get at least as much done today as I did yesterday, not realizing that we're already building up the deficit. Yeah. yeah. As I, as I drink my Starbucks coffee. I was going to say, so we, you know, we, we supplement to get through the day to over and, and it just, it feels like if, if I'm choosing to slow down and do less, that's selfish or yep. it's inefficient, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or it's both. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, 
those are significant obstacles, I think, to entering into this. Some of these, you know, why is this so hard? Right. Well, you know, I think we just have convinced ourselves and, and this is, it's a really hard mindset to change, um, that, uh, that taking care of myself and being in a better place myself actually makes me better at doing all of those other Uh, things. Right. That's a really high bar. I feel like, at least for me to try and get over, um, you know, and, and so to convince ourselves that taking that time and being intentional, um, about our rest, about our soul care, um, is actually better yeah. for everybody else around us. For sure. That, that shift, um, is, is huge and, yeah. and is hard and yeah. it takes work. Yeah. I've had, I've actually had this conversation with, with Janelle too, because, um, as I've been traveling more for work and having to get out, she's had to spend more time with the kids. And on one of those days, I was, it wasn't even on a Sabbath day. I was just trying to say, Hey, you need to, you need to get out. You need to go take some time for yourself. And she's like, no, you know, I, I don't want to, I need, I, you know, I'm taking away from the kids time. Yeah. And I just was finally like, yeah, but you with the kids, the way you're feeling now is not going to be beneficial for anybody. Right. Like, you need to go out, go get your rest, go do your, you know, your self-care, soul care stuff for a little bit and then come back refreshed and recharged and ready to give more of yourself out, out in that kind of way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one of the other things I was thinking about, and, and again, I started, you know, paint pictures of Sabbath and what I think. And, and I don't know if it, maybe it is an American, maybe it is a, a Western <laughs> thing, but I remember going to, 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 to Paris. Mm-hmm. And seeing just people like laid out on blankets, yeah. having picnics yeah. and just like, and even their dinner, right? Like, I'm like, Hey, we got to go. It's dinner time. And everybody's like, no, you got the, you got the table for, for the day, dude. You could sit down and yeah. rest and relax. We're going to, you know, have time to talk. And I was just like, wait, like it's a social event. Like dinner is right. actually like meant yeah. to be. And, and that's one of the things that I've had to change my mind on Sabbath too, is like, Hey, it doesn't need to be a an exercise or it doesn't need to be a hosting event. Like yeah. we can get together with friends on Sabbath and it doesn't need to be a big giant, like, Oh, we need to make sure the house is spotless and everything's yeah. great. It could be just like, Hey guys, let's, let's go out to the park and everybody brings something. Let's just right. throw the Frisbee around yeah. and hang out. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm actually hoping for warmer weather soon. So we can start doing I some know. of those dual Sabbath, uh, celebratory <laughs> events together. Well, and honestly, uh, you know, I think this has been super helpful in, in thinking back on some of our, previous episodes i feel like i'm i start to beat this horse a little bit too much um and be the community guy but i do feel like trying to do this in community has been super helpful oh yeah because we can all say to each other like hey you know it's our sabbath (laughs) you know we don't want to do anything crazy yeah yeah. you know we could still get together we can hang out and do something but let's not do you know six couples and 14 kids yeah and you know let's have one on one yeah yeah, Yeah, you know Um, but having, having kind of all the people around us, uh, all exploring the same idea (laughs) and at least understanding what we're trying to accomplish, I feel like has been super helpful. And I love being able to go back and being like, Hey guys, this did not work. If any of you guys (laughs) are planning on doing this, (laughs) like just, you know, flip it around, go, go a different direction, trying to do a, uh, you know, multi-book. Fire station Lego build with your (laughs) four and five year old. Let's okay. So that back. So we're crossing that off. Uh, (laughs) Don't tell your kids no technology. Yes, we'll cross that one off. There we go. Uh, (laughs) And we'll have to follow up in a couple of months and see if we've gotten any better. (laughs) What what other nos do we have for you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just it's funny as we as we keep talking about this. You know how. I'm not a huge quote collector, but one that's really changed the way that I think about some of this stuff. I came across a few years ago. Uh, it's from a guy who's in education, but he kind of takes a spiritual twist on things. 
Uh, his name's Parker Palmer. And this line just struck me. And he said, self-care is never a selfish act. Yeah. It's simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on earth to offer others. Mm. And I mean, you know, Mike, it's like what you were saying about Janelle and the kids. Like, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, yeah. it the thing that you're trying to offer is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's so often what we do try to do is we try to give and we try to sacrifice mm-hmm. for others. And I don't think we often realize how much more what we offer would mean and how much more it could be mm-hmm. if we were actually practicing taking care of ourselves first. And yep. again, like you're, you're right. It's not Western. It seems very un-American sometimes because <laughs> I remember oh, yeah. those trips to Europe that, that Brooke and I took and you know, an hour and a half lunch. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's just, it rubs on a lot of places when you start to do some of this. But, you know, if the focus was you get to have joy, mm-hmm. you get to play. I mean, Mike, I remember this past summer, you know, it, it's February now. And so this was like six months ago, but it still lingers in my memory. We were out in your backyard, four of us playing spike ball. Yeah. And I think we probably played for three hours and I was sore for three days. But in the midst of it, I was just, I was delighting in the fact that I was just playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it made me realize how long it's been since I've just hung out with people and played. And again, yeah. you know, all this can go sideways someplace. Like, oh, great. I'm going to pull back out my Xbox and I'm going to go play oh, again. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, that's, yeah, yeah. that's different because I don't walk away from hours of gaming feeling refreshed mm-hmm. and rejuvenated yeah you know i don't walk away from a netflix binge feeling uplifted yeah right but i walked away from three hours of spike ball mm-hmm. feeling closer to people that i love you know enjoying the feeling of like you know hard play yeah mm-hmm. like that and so that's really kind of become the marker for all this of you can tell the effect that these things are having on you as you're trying to implement them. Yes. And it's different for everybody. I mean, I feel rejuvenated and uplifted from reading a book for an hour or two on the couch. I don't feel that same way from watching a few episodes of our favorite show, right? It's just, it's a different feel, Yep. you know, going for a run while it's physically tiring. Like I feel rejuvenated afterwards. I don't get that feeling from going to the gym and lifting weights. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's different for everybody. And so giving yourself permission for self-care yeah. and giving your family permission for the things that are rejuvenating as a family, even if it takes effort, even if it takes mm-hmm. a little money, even if it requires a different kind of sacrifice, you know, those are the things that we're slowly finding are meaningful mm-hmm. because when you get that kind of rejuvenation, I mean, that carries you into the rest of the week and all the other yep. things that you're offering mm-hmm. are now better for it. And if that becomes a weekly rhythm, I mean, I heard one guy talk about it like this way. It's almost like a mini Christmas yep. every seventh day. Yep. And especially if you can think back to like the childhood perspective that you had of Christmas of like the Christmas countdown or the advent calendar or the chocolate calendar or whatever the thing was that told you how many days were left. Yeah. I mean, when you got to, well, I mean, heck, like 30 days out, you were excited, but like, <laughs> you know, three, four days before, I mean, you were uncontrollable. Yeah. And it made me realize, you know, if, if mm-hmm. I could have a lifestyle where I knew every seventh day I got to look forward to something that was going to be restorative and exciting and joyful and playful and just fun, mm-hmm. my other six days would start to look really different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I like the way you described that. We skipped a, uh, we skipped a couple of Sabbaths as we were just getting busy and overwhelmed with things. And, yeah. uh, and I remember one, one 
Sunday morning or, you know, as we're getting or afternoon, Kellen was like, wait, it's Sabbath. We didn't do Sabbath last night. And I'm like, oh yeah, bud, sorry. You know, we got some stuff came up. We're going to do some stuff. And he was like disappointed, like yeah. very disappointed. And you remember Janelle looked back at me. She's like, he's just sad because he didn't get the chocolate cake. And I'm like, <laughs> but that's the start. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what he's going to remember. That he's thinking about Sabbath. And yeah, it might be the chocolate cake to begin with, but there's more to it. And we're, we're going to, you know, push in the rest of the stuff afterwards. Yeah. And, and he's, you know, we've bought in, you know, little, little Bible studies for him. And so he understands mm-hmm. the whole motions of Sabbath. So when we miss it, yeah, it's the chocolate cake, but just, you know, the chocolate cake for the soul is coming down later down the line. Yeah, too, right? Sir. So That's a good line. It is really <laughs> good. You need to write that down. So, uh, <clears throat> Like Mike said, we've, we've pulled from a lot of different resources uh, on this as we're trying to figure out what this looks like in our families and in our community. And um, there's a lot of stuff out there, um, both in the church and out of the church, honestly, because there's there's uh, a lot of push in, in secular circles to, um, to t- start taking care of ourselves better and um, being more serious about our rest and, and restoring ourselves. And um, so there's a bunch of, of different... Uh, podcasts, YouTube videos, books, whatever that are out there. Um, and, uh, our buddy Zach, uh, who's been on the podcast before, um, has actually compiled uh, a bunch of those. And, um, so if you head to our website, strong-towers.com, uh, you can go and check out, uh, it'll actually be on last Friday's blog will be at least the first part of that. Um, if not the whole list and, uh, you can take a look at some of the places that, uh, that we've gone to, as we start to take a look at what Sabbath and, and rest and self-care means for our families. Um, and then if you head over to our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers, you can jump in the conversation, let us know about resources that you found, um, things that have worked for you, um, any big no's that you have found uh, come across your Sabbath planning, um, and just get involved in the community over there. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for being here. Hey guys, Tom here. If you like the conversation that we were having uh, this week on the podcast, make sure to give us a, a like or a review in your podcasting app. And we'd love for you to join in the conversation uh, beyond just uh, just what we got to talk through this week. So uh, find us on Facebook. We have a private group on Facebook now. You can uh, get to that through our website, strong-towers.com, or on Facebook you can search for We Are Strong Towers. Uh, like I said, it is a private group, so you'll need to ask uh, for us to, to let you in there just to keep it a safe space for guys to engage in, in deep conversation as we look at these topics that are uh, so important to who we are and, and uh, how we approach life. And follow us on social media also at strong underscore towers on Instagram and Twitter.